Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile, and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no-drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we finish. And Mr. Sinatra stands up and he makes me come over. And he shakes my hand and says, son, that was great. And it was unbelievable. Oh. It, was, it was just one of the great days of my life. I'll never forget that day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Literally. Um, this is a super fun one. Darius Rucker. He's not Hootie. He actually is not Hootie. Hootie's like, it's like calling, it's like saying David Bowie is Ziggy Stardust. They're not the same person, but they are the same person. It's kind of cool. Anyway, I, I was always a big Hootie and Blowfish fan, and, and I'm a huge fan of Darius's uh, transition into country music. He's, he's just a stud, and he's a golfer, and he's a Cincinnati Reds fan. What more does a guy want in another guy? I, I don't think much. Um, here we go. Well, first of all, you got your PXG hat on, which makes me very happy. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, lo I love my PXGs. Who doesn't? Yeah, they're great, aren't they? They're great. You know what? I, whenever I pull them out of my golf bag, like, oh, those PXGs, they're, so they're worth it. They're so they're worth good. It. <laughs> 100%. Aren't they? Worth every penny. They've, I've never proved my game so much. It's crazy. No, it's unbelievable. Do you, do you notice what I got, what I got on for you? Uh, yeah, I see that. That's very nice. That's Come very on. nice. Come you on. Play that? Have you played? 
I'm I'm wearing my Augusta hat, and I did. I finally got to play Augusta uh, this year, and it was you know it's like playing in a the Sistine Chapel or the a church. One hundred percent. It's people always tell ask me what my favorite golf course is. I said my, my my top three are Augusta, Augusta, and Augusta. And it's just that place is special, man. It's it is. Special. It is. I I um, but I'll tell you something. Are you ready for my hot take? Yeah. Here's my hot take. I have, let's say, I only have one round of golf left in my life. Where are you I'm playing? Pl- I'm playing Cypress Point. Wow, really? That's impressive. I'm playing Cypress I, I, Point. I love Cypress. I love it. I love. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful golf course. But uh, I understand. You know, I, I mean, understand. Look, but but it's Augusta for me. But I understand. I know. I know. You can't. <laughs> look, you you can't. You cannot. You cannot go wrong. What is uh? What are you playing to these days? How oh, three seven right now? I think it is. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not playing to that. I can shoot eighty five right now, but that that's what it is yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. I love that. Jeez, the weirdest. Yeah. So you've you've done AT and T. I'm assuming all of it. You've done all of them, right? I, I have. Yep, I played them all pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so the most insane, obviously, is the Lake Tahoe one, right? That's mental. I've only played that once, and that's a straight out party right there. Yeah, Dude, that's that's crazy. I, I, okay, I, I haven't played it, but I, this is the best. So I was there years and years and years and years and years ago when all the guys I'm about to mention were still playing their yeah. sports. So I ended up at a table, gambling table with Barkley, Sampras, Lemieux, and there's, I want to say this, and there's one other person and these guys were betting like that that place is it goes off it's a great place to be i'm gonna try to play next year you should, we should play together next year that'd be fun. i will okay if we see yeah. i'm gonna try to get freed up this the it's funny the um the actor's strike has screwed up everybody's schedules because this was the year i was officially going to ask off to play at&t this was the year yeah. i was doing it and now i can't there's no way i can yeah but but that one's during the hiatus, in theory. It is. See, we can. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play Tahoe this year. Sure. Okay, who's your who's your favorite celebrity, and then your favorite athlete to play with? Oh, my favorite athlete to play with is Tiger. I love playing golf with Tiger. He's oh, okay. We had to talk about Tiger. I'm glad yeah. you. Okay, good. I'm so glad you brought this because I have it in the notes. You guys are close. You've been close for a long time. We've been friends a long time. Friends, yeah. Right. Yeah. We you met when sang, he was 18. Did you sing at his wedding or something? I did. I sang at his wedding. Wow. Uh, I sang at uh, his father's funeral. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Tiger's my god, man. That's my brother right there. Dude. Yeah. Okay. There are very few people that I have never met that uh, that are my, like, my idols. Very. In fact, I don't know. He might be the only one. I've never met him. Really? He's, You'd love him. And I know I would, I just know, I actually followed him at the Genesis. Yeah. Um, and I was, got to go um, actually between the ropes, but he's, you know, he's so locked in. So there oh, was yeah. no, like I've met other guys like that, like in, in you know, like at the FedEx Cup, I walked uh, with the leaders one year down in Atlanta and people might acknowledge you, Tigers, he's locked in. He's got the eye. Oh, he's, yeah, he, he's very... When he's when he's playing a tournament, he's very uh, yeah. He doesn't know anybody else is around. It's yeah. just him in the golf course, and you know he's, he's. I guess that's why he's the greatest of all time. What did you? I gotta know. So, what did you sing at the wedding, and what did you sing at the funeral? 
Oh, the wedding was a bunch of a hootie played basically. Oh, you know, you so played. that was we played a concert. Yeah, you know, okay, and great. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it, it was it was a great day with his with his him and his family. I don't want to go too much into that. That was a great day. That was a great day. Um, do you think he will ever have another win? I, you don't want to count him out. You don't want to count him out because he's Tiger Woods, and if if he could go and one of those runs like he did at Augusta, you know, and and win. But uh, you know, with the injury and everything, I, I, I hope he wins again. You know, but uh, I, I don't know. How, how about I don't this? know how much more he's going. I don't know how much more he wants to play. How about this? How about if he goes to the champions and can ride? Then what do you think? Well, yeah, he would win every major. On the <laughs> yeah, he would. I think he dom- he dominated the Champions League for a minute. Absolutely. Yeah, he's gonna be fifty in three years. He's fifty. He's gonna be fifty. It's it's he, unbelievable. He's my favorite yeah. by far. My favorite athlete by 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 far. You know, of of the gener of of this gen- last twenty five years, like there's nobody close who I'd rather watch oh, yeah. electrifying. You know, he's I, yeah. I'm so you'll have to introduce me. Okay, that's 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 going to be on you. That's going to be uh, that's Deal. my ask. Right? <laughs> Deal. <laughs> um, I you have ha- done so many amazing things in your life and in your career. You've raised so much money, and we'll get into that um, for 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 amazing causes, mostly in South Carolina, but but not just in South Carolina. What I was gonna say, I was gonna say, and you, I was gonna say, you've conquered such and such genre, and then you've conquered country. But I, we got to figure out what the genre of hootie and hootie was. What was because that was such a specific moment. What would you call that genre? I, I guess people called it pop rock, but you know, I don't I, pop I, rock. I, I, yeah, right? we were playing rock and roll and got real popular. So yeah, pop yeah. rock. We'll go with that. You know, it, yeah, that was that was a different time, man. That was a different time. It's so. I think I would if I had to pick a band that was emblematic of that time for sure. I feel like it's you guys for sure. Uh, you know, that's that's one of that's one of the things that that's crazy to me because you know, I mean, Crack Review is the biggest selling record of the decade, and it's it's. I don't know. I, I kind of, I mean, you know, grunge will always be remembered as the big thing. And, you know, but there was a moment there where, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish was having a real good time. Oh, dude, listen, without Hootie and the Blowfish, there's no Dave Matthews band. Yeah. We used to play frat houses with Dave. No way. Yeah. That's how long we've known each other. Yeah. How, frat how, so you guys were, you, did you form the band in in college, right? You formed yeah. in college. So you guys University all actually went? Yeah. Oh, we all went, yeah. We actually we met, all... met in a dorm. That's yeah, so it was, sick. It was crazy. I, I, you know, none of us were really looking to play. It just ended up that way. Unbelievable. And you're on your, is it the 30th anniversary of Crack Review? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, just thinking about that is crazy, uh, man. Next year it? will be 30 years. Yeah. I love the fact that it's like your alter ego. It's like you're not Hootie, but it, you are Hootie. So yeah. you're touring with Hootie, and yet you are Hootie, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the messed up thing is when I named the band Hootie and the Blowfish, I never thought people would call me Hootie. I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, I, I'm so bad at myself right now. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's actually, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I've thought about, you know, saying to the guys, you know, let's just call it and, and stop, you know, doing these things. But 
it, we do it so little and when we do it, it's so much fun that, that I keep telling myself, why quit it when, you know, we could do it whenever we feel like doing it. And that's a pretty cool thing. Well, yeah. I mean, A, you guys are all, you have a history. It's not like you answered an, an ad and billboard to form the band. You guys are old school homies and, and people love it that they're never going to not love that music ever. And, but, but we are in an era, man, where it's like, I remember Mick Jagger saying, I don't want to be paying satisfaction at 64. Well, <laughs> well he played it at 74. <laughs> he's playing it at 80. Yeah. And great. And doing it great and, too. And great. But it, it, isn't it interesting how, when you think like, I mean, guys are a generation or two older than you and me are reinventing what it means to be a rock star. Oh, absolutely. It's, it, it's totally uncharted territory for guys in their 80s. And there's Bruce Springsteen. He's still out there doing his thing. You know, he's, it's unreal. 100%, man. Like, I went to see Kiss the other day. Wow. And, you know, in Gene 74, Gene 74, and they were friggin' unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've seen him, you know, four or five times. We were managed by the same guy for a long time. And it's like, they were so amazingly great. I, I'm like, he's 74. And he's up there on those platforms, and he's they're bringing it, and Paul's up there dancing his butt off at 70, whatever he is. And I'm like, man, that's because for me, I never thought about playing at 74. I, of course I, you, not. I went, you always think, nah, man, my 60s, I'm done. But like now you look at those guys, and you go, wow. You know, if they could do it like that, I, I hope I can still do it like that when I'm 74. You think you're mad at yourself for calling yourself Hootie? Can you imagine how mad at themselves they are for going, we're only going to wear makeup. <laughs> but it works so well. I it know it does. So well. Did they have it? Now, am I crazy? Am I imagining this? Didn't they have a moment where they're like, fuck the makeup. We're done with it. But they would still kiss? Years. This is a true story. I mean, you're right. They would still kiss. And for years, more than a decade, they went without makeup. And you know, the first time they put the makeup back on was at the Grammys when they were presenting an award, uh, with Tupac, and it was an award of Hootie and the Blowfish one. And that was the first time they were in makeup since like 79 or something. It was crazy, man. That was so awesome. I mean, look, it's, it's like Tiger in his uh, Sunday Red. Like, yeah. you want to see Kiss with the makeup. You want to see Tiger with the red and black. You just do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what, and watching, you know, uh, it was just, but watching Kiss and those, that, like all these rockers we're talking about, you know, makes you think, you know, wow, that's pretty awesome because people are still going to see him. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky same day or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment? There's only one answer. California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. I, look, I love California. Um, and I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know the only thing I ever let interrupt my podcast? My dog. Take a minute now, please. Pet your dog while you learn about Bark. 
the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style. From squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Each box is inspired by a new theme and comes with fun surprises for you and your dog. For a limited time, they'll double your first box of goodies for free. I love making my dogs happy. Love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And my dogs are obsessed with their chewable toys. BarkBox offers treats, keep my dogs healthy, and amazing new toys that keep my dogs entertained. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. Do you find that when you sing songs that you wrote when you were a much younger man that the, the meaning changes for you when you sing them? Because I, I find that with artists that I've loved and grown up with is like, I know the lyrics. I've, I, they're the same lyrics that I was listening to when I was 18. They haven't yeah. changed them. But now I'm hearing them sing them as as a different place in their life. I'm hearing it in a different place in my life. Exact same song means a completely different thing to me. Oh, all the time. You know, for me, like when I wrote a song, I let her cry. I was such a different guy. I was, I was, I was a young drunk kid. You know, now I sing that now with with two daughters, and and you know, after living all the, you know, it just means something different. And but that's the that's the great thing about music. That's the great thing about lyrics. I agree with you all the time. You know, all those bands I used to listen to back in the day, REM and the Dead, and all those bands, all those lyrics that I thought meant something mean something totally different. I just saw Neil Young play at the Roxy. It was like it was insane. I mean, he's in his eighties, and you know, he's out there with that guitar. It's like you know. Yeah. Is gnarly. He's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Great. It's interesting because he's a showman in such a different way than other people because he gives off very much, I don't give a fuck energy. It's like, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
but and yet he is a showman. By the way, yeah. The band. By the way, what would, what's the opposite of tight band? Like, you know, the, <laughs> oh, dude, that's a tight because because bro, dude, I'm telling you, it was. It was like I'm no aficionado. I know my way around music a little bit, but it, I mean, ragged doesn't even begin. Like Bruce Springsteen, who I know well, he would commit ceremonial suicide before he would play a set like Neil Young did. <laughs> Do you but know what I mean? And they're both Neil, great. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. But that—that's what—that's one of the cool things about Neil. They play so loose and. You know, his voice carries it all. I mean, that, that's that's Neil. I love, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, David Foster, the music producer and great yeah. arranger, is an old, old, old great friend of mine, and he did the Canadian "We Are the World" song. Do you remember this? Yeah. It was everybody had did their "We Are the World." There's the Irish, the Canadian. There's like apparently a thousand of them. So David produces the Canadian, and he's got Neil in the vocal booth. Now, David famously doesn't get three-chord rocker, hates it. Like, d- like, proudly doesn't get the same three chords over and over. I don't get it. And he has perfect pitch. So this is the worst marriage uh, ever. ever made. Oh, yes, ever. Ever made. Yes. And and sure enough, David's like, uh, Neil, okay, on line three, you're flat on the word Bill, and then a little pitchy on the second the second lyric. And Neil's like, it's my style, man. But I just love the notion of <laughs> you're, you're flat and you're pitchy to Neil Young <laughs> yeah. on a charity that's, record. Uh, uh, that's awesome. I love it. It's such a good one. Um, I, in, in looking over some of the background on you today, I learned, because uh, I'm a big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, kind of a, like a, a a music trivia guy, like who sang background, who were the session player. Like, I love all that shit. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Okay, yeah. And I didn't realize who the co, one of the co-writers was on um, Wagon Wheel. Dylan, yeah. No, I didn't know. Dylan, yeah. It, it, you know, this this kid, catch, catch, he's not a kid anymore, but he was a kid when he, when he wrote the song. He's the guy, he plays with uh, Okra Medicine Show. And uh, that, that just the uh, Rock Me Mama Like a Wagon Wheel, just that little, little verse is, you know how they put out those uh, box sets albums and just put everything on it. Yeah. And that was, that was just a little demo. Just that, just Rock Me Mama Like a Wagon Wheel is basically what, what he said, what he was singing. And Dylan just put it, and they put it on one of those Dylan box sets and just that snippet of it. And Ketz, a 17 year old kid said, I'm going to go finish a Dylan song. And he wrote that monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. see, this is, this is like a goose, goose flesh. I mean, this is the, what's, I love these. He's 17, 17. Yeah. years old. And he goes, you know, I'm taking this Bob fucking Dylan snippet. I'm going to do my I'm gonna thing I'm going to finish it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to finish it. And it's one of the top five uh, best-selling songs of all time, which you, your cover's great, by the way. It's great. It's well, so good. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it, it, yeah, that song took a mind of its own. That, that was a lot of fun. I mean, but you know what? It's also not taking away from anybody who covers it, but that song is so fucking irresistible. Yeah. It just, it ju- it's like a mathematical equation. Two plus two is always going to be four. Absolutely. Like that song, right? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with you 100%. And that's the beauty of it. Is it, it, 
you know, it's you, you, people say you never know what a hit is. You hear that's you you know it's a hit. I mean, it's a song that everybody's going to want to listen to, and you know it's going to be so big people will get tired of it. <laughs> you no, know? that's what happens. You know, it it's, is, it's it, just an amazing song. It is interesting songs that you don't get tired of. I don't know what to attribute. It's like I can hear Rocket Man by Elton a million times. A I million agree. times doesn't matter. I've never turned it off. I I've agree. never changed. Never changed the thing. Never. And, I agree. You know, and there are just there are just songs like that. I, I don't know what to attribute it to. Is it when we heard them? What what they imprinted on us the first time we we heard them? Or is there something? I mean, you know, music is math. I wonder if the, if you want like the AI supercomputer to run all <laughs> of those together and find out what cracked that code. Can you imagine if you had that code? How? You, oh, good. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be yeah. Well, some people have it. I always thought like guys like I think like Sting Sting literally I think at one point said I'm go- I have to just I have to stop myself from writing hits I have to I remember that I mean, time yeah Do you know like, what I mean I, Absolutely I, I really do think that some people just can't help them so they just write fucking hit after hit yeah. and they're like they just like I'm not doing this anymore that, And you say Sting that was one of those always one of those things about me about the early police records and you know every the songs that they didn't put out as singles were just amazing, it, it, you know. It was like wow. Well, you know, the, the, being in that room trying to decide what a single is must be pretty hard. But but great, a great great songs are great songs. The Dylan, I actually went back and found and, and listened to the Dylan um, wagon wheel, and it. You're right. It's just that chorus, basically. Yeah, right? that's all it yeah. is, and it's from the sessions of Billy the Kid and Pat Pat Garrett, Pat Garrett, yeah. Pat Garrett yeah. which um, "Knocking on Heaven's Door" comes from. Yeah, that's a really good record. Yeah, and that's a great record. And that record is literally all just choruses. There's not a bridge in it. Yeah, I mean, there's no yeah, bridge. There's, <laughs> literally, there's no bridge in that song. It's chorus, yeah. chorus, chorus, chorus. Song's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who is your favorite? You've written with everybody. Who who blew your mind when you sat in a room to write with? Uh, Ashley Gorley. Really blows my mind every time I write with him. He's such a great songwriter. Ed Sheeran blew my mind. I was, was going to ask you about Sheeran because he seems yeah. like a ge- an absolute genius. Obviously, he's a genius. He's a genius. He really uh, his melodies and the way he sees lyrics and sees things. He, the kid's a genius. I, I was just blown away writing with him, big time. Yeah, he's he's one of the guys. He, he's an instant all timer, right? I mean, um, absolutely instant all. That's the best way to say it. Instant all timer. Right, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, why are you a fan of the Cincinnati Reds? Now, the reason I ask you this is, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, during the Big Red Machine. So mm-hmm. I lived, breathed, and I and I know, and I and I'm still friendly with the current owners of the Reds, and I and I will always love the Reds. But eventually, living in LA, and then living through the Marge Shot Reds era, eventually the the Dodgers beat me into submission, and I'm now diehard Dodger fan when they were rivals. Interestingly enough, they're not rivals anymore. They're not in the same division. There's yeah. a lot of reasons, but it's not what it used to be. How did you get to be a Reds fan? Because there are not a, a, so many of them nationally, really, I don't think. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I guess around six and seven, I started and started playing all the organized sports. Uh, the Big Red Machine. You know, my, was, still okay. my favorite play. 
Yeah, my favorite player ever is Dave Concepcion. He's still my favorite. Dave, ever. Can, you come at me with Dave Concepcion. He's my favorite rat of all time. Dave, Absolutely. what? Okay, hang on. Yeah. Why Dave Concepcion? I Listen, I love Dave Concepcion. Who doesn't? But, I mean, first of all, he was a vacuum. But every time, yes. I, you know, every time I played baseball, I was I always played in the infield. And no matter okay. where I was, when the ball was hit to you, that's what I always said. Dave Concepcion. Dave Concepcion. Absolutely, but he's my favorite. And so, and I'm I'm pretty loyal to my teams, and I started liking them when I was like six or seven, and I've been a big fan ever since. Did you ever go to Riverfront back in the day? Oh yeah, I'm I'm friends with. Yeah, back in the day, I know I, I went to a couple games, but you know I'm friends with the owners, and okay. I go to I, I try to go to a game or two every year. I didn't get to get there this year, but because I was touring so much, but uh, I'm I love them. You know, I, I was I was hoping they got in the playoffs this year because I know, I, you know, that would have been so awesome, but of course it didn't happen. I need to look up your swag. I need to look up pictures of it. What your sports swag? You're doing all. You, there's some new launch. Are you doing now all all 30 NFL teams? Is that what it is? I have all 30 NFL teams. Uh, yeah, uh, all Major League Baseball teams with fanatics and uh, okay. So what? Colleges. What's your take on it? What's What's your secret sauce? Oh, I, the one thing I always do is like I, I gotta want to wear it. Yeah, so that's a big thing. That's a big thing. But you know, this—I don't know. It's just uh, you know, I love what we're what we're designing. I love what we're putting out. It's—I it, don't know if it's a secret sauce or anything, but it's just you know, it, it's stuff that you would want to wear to the game. What yeah, do you? That's, so, that's important to me. So when you make, yeah, for sure. So when you make a license agreement with NFL or MLB, what stipulations, if any, do they have? If there, there has to be some creative guy like with like. You can't turn the Cincinnati Reds C backwards. I mean, there has to be no. something, right? No, you know, you have to be true to all the logos. Yeah, you know that's part of the deal, and you can't, right. you know, you can't mess with anybody's brand or anything like that. It's got to be, and and when you do it, it all has to be uniform. If you do it for one team, you have to do it for all. And so that, uh, you know, that that's that, that's pretty cool. And and for me, I wouldn't, you know. I want to go but do all the throwback stuff. <laughs> okay, you know? okay, this is my thing. Okay, can I just say something? I told the owners this. I hate the Reds, ye old like sideshow Barker riverboat gambler <laughs> font with a passion. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I want I don't like Mr. Red with a handlebar mustache. Yeah. I want the I old school Mr. Mr. Red where he's running. Yep. You know the one I'm, yeah. I know you know what I'm, I'm talking about. I know exactly right? what you're talking about. I want about. those like yeah. road, those slate road gray uniforms. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Uh, 100%. With just Cincinnati over the front. That's all we need. Yes. That's in the, the And the low stirrup sock. Because you love sports and you love sports uniforms. You're the perfect guy to ask about this. Um, You look at um, the Laker era and those guys wore those super, super tight, 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 like tight, 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 tight shorts. Yep. And, and then all of a sudden, they were like balloon shorts that almost went below the knee. Yeah. And and it it probably came in with Jordan. Yeah. And do you know why Jordan was the first guy? Because he he came up in the era where all the stars were wearing tight, 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 tight. Absolutely. Do you I mean, know he, the he reason why? the tight ones in North Carolina. You know, he Have got you, the tight ones on in North Carolina. And and in North Carolina and isn't in the NBA. Do you know why? Have you ever no. heard why? Never heard the story. No. Why? 
He refused to play without his North Carolina shorts on. Oh, under? Yeah. So they had to be longer to cover his North Carolina shorts. Everybody sees that. And now you have, you know, the Fab Five and on and on and on. Isn't that cool? Wow. That is cool. I never knew that. I never heard that story before. That is cool. it's, It's one of those things where like, I've heard it. I know it's true. But then it's been so long since I remember where I heard it that I'm wondering, I'm doubting my own. Oh, yeah. I got those stories. <laughs> I have decades like that. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. In entire, mean. entire decades. Um, oh, you sang at Frank Sinatra's <laughs> 80th birthday party? Yeah, that was one of the great days of my life, man. Uh, I'd say. Uh, I became kind of friends with George Slater. And uh, so, so George asked us, we were hot. We were so hot at this point. So he asked us if we'd play. And I, I was like, please. And so they asked what song I wanted to play. And I said, Lady is a Tramp. And so they sent us this tape. And I got to hand it to the guy. The, the, the arranger did a great job. He arranged it. He arranged it. And it sounded like only one we would do. Yeah, I mean, it really did. It, it was a really cool. It was a rock and roll arrangement of the song. And we listened to it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, and, and so I called George up and I go, hey, man, you know, we want to do that, like that Quincy Jones thing from 64. I was like, let's do it with the big band. We'll wear suits. And, you know, Sony will play the drums and well, let's do it like that. He's OK. And so we get there. We rehearse it. And it's great. And, uh, and so the, the show starts. And I mean, everybody's there. I mean, everybody's Dylan, Springsteen. Rose, you know, Roseanne, everybody is there, and 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 so where are, uh, where, st- where are you? Where, what, we're in what, L.A. Are, we're in L.A. We're in okay. L.A. And so the show starts, and Frank's sitting there with with Barbara, and uh, the show starts, and Frank's eighty. You know, he, he's not really, he's not really kind of, he's not paying attention. They got backstage, got like five TVs up, and you can, and one of the TVs is always on Frank, and you can see it. And he's not really paying much attention, and and Barbara's like getting, you know, hitting him, and he's watching, and things go along. So we're like, we're thinking this is going to be a disaster. He's going to hate us, and so we get out there, man, and we do ladies of travel. We kill it. I mean, the the band, you know, the, the horns were amazing. Everything was just perfect. It was great, and we finish, and Mr. Sinatra stands up and he makes me come over, and he shakes my hand and says, "Son, that was great," and it was unbelievable oh it was it was just one of the great days of my life i'll never forget that day oh that's yeah. pressure how fun yeah, is that gonna, though right that was fun that was that's one of the best things i ever got to do that was so awesome that Jesus. was awesome and the best part of it is we're taking a big picture and don rickles comes in the room and does 15 minutes on who did both <laughs> it was awesome he crushed us he, he just destroyed us destroyed, destroyed you right it was, it was awesome it was like, what yeah, an I went honor. To the other day. I went to Frank's the other day. Frank said, so Frank, what are you doing? He said, call my hootie. It, it, was, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Yeah, that was a great day. By the way, another great cultural thing is in one of my favorite movies ever, Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, was, that. that was cool. Did, that was cool. Okay. Were you in the, did, were you like in the theater unsuspectingly watching it or did you hear about it before you saw it? Oh, we heard, saw, we heard about it before. You knew yeah, it was God, God damn it. Yeah. No, we didn't hear about it before the movie. Like the movie had such a big opening that all of our friends were calling us, telling us about it. That's okay. how we heard about it. Yeah, yeah. What a, it's such a great moment. 
It was it was funny because when I met Cuba, you know, he, I was like, it was like you hoodie. He was like you Cuba. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he was a good dude. He was a good I dude. I am not not hoodie. <laughs> that was awesome. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly onto you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash Rob for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360 day returns. Quince.com slash Rob. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Roblo. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to sixty. In 3.4 seconds, it is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little, little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com.
dot com slash ev6 kia movement that inspires all right you became a member of the grand Ole opry in 2012 tell me about what give me i mean i feel like i know a little bit about grand Ole opry but like it was the it was a it was the famous radio show across the South, right? Every yeah. what Saturday or whatever it was, right? Absolutely, yeah. every Saturday, every Friday and Saturday, and uh, you know it was just a big radio show. Everybody back back in the day, early on, it, it really was the catalyst that you know made country music as big as it is. It was that show had all the big stars on, and you could get it all over the country on AM radio. But uh, yeah, and it is it's 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 the heart of country music, really. It is. What is in the building's still there, right? It's still the the original. The, the Ryman, yeah, the Ryman's still there. You know, uh, the Opry's built their own place up at the Opry House, but they have it at the Ryman like a couple weeks every year. Amazing. Um, tell me about the next tour that you're going out on. When do you go? When do you head out? Uh, well, uh, you know, next year's the 30th anniversary of Cracked Review, so I think Hootie's going to go out and do another tour. We haven't been out since 19. And 19 was so successful, so uh, I think we'll get together and go out and do a couple months out there. That's great. It's probably too small a venue, but hopefully you come to Santa Barbara and play the Santa Barbara Bowl. I love that place. Isn't it great? I love it. I played so many shows that were told to West Brock, and I love that place. Tell them to to book you. I mean, I... That's my neighborhood, and it just... It's the best. It's it's one of my favorite venues ever. I love that place. It's really awesome. I'm gonna try to get in there. I like that place a lot. So you'll come up. We'll do Santa Barbara Bowl. I'll take you golf. We'll go, we'll golf. Deal. We'll do we'll do golf day there. We'll do the bowl. There's a lot of good golf up in Santa Barbara. Oh, there. Um, yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. And um, we'll we'll wear our team PXG shit and and you'll give you know me a red hat. You give me a red hat. I will. With, with no handlebar mustache, Mister Red. I- <laughs> did you did you listen to the the reds on the radio as a kid no we uh, we were uh you know the only way i saw them were the, uh, back then was the, the game of the week oh the game remember the game of the week yeah yeah it was the only oh, way the i saw the game reds of the play week. Game of the week and then the playoffs but we were in the playoffs every year so oh i got to yeah. listen to them it was great i had joe, uh marty brenneman and joe nuxall the two best and joe nuxall yeah. was just hammered Always, <laughs> and he had and he had the greatest sign off ever because he was he was the youngest pitcher still is the youngest pitcher ever to pitch professionally in the major leagues. He was seventeen. Years really? Old. Oh wow! In the run up to World War II, and there, there were no men. So, like everybody was fine. So he was seventeen, and um, but his sign off will be this is a old left hander rounding third and headed for home. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty sick. <laughs> uh, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, so good. And then we'll get a, and we'll go, maybe do a Reds thing. Any, anyway, lot you, you and I have a lot in common. It was great having you on this. I was super psyched oh. to do to do this, man. And I'm 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 so happy that you guys are going to be back out on tour. That's really going to be great for you guys and and for the audience. They're going to they're going to love it. Well, thank you, man. Great talking to you. I'm a huge fan, dude. Uh, yeah, I've I've to play golf with you. We got to play some golf together. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you've you've inspired me to do to do Tahoe because that, that, be- yeah, it's bedlam. It is. Yeah, the other ones are like so buttoned down. It's like, like I get Ajita just thinking about 
AT&T. Yes. I mean, I can, oh, I, I know, I know the one. What, yeah. what about the the one at the Memorial? Because I actually do think I'm going to do the one at the Memorial this year because my friend's going to, he's going to get me, he, this is um my guy who started uh, uh, Work Week. He, that's his, like, he's the funder of it. And he says, I'll get you in and out and I can do this. I think that one I am going to do this year. You should. That's a lot of fun. I played it before. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's one of those really cool laid back ones. It's not really stuffy at all. It's a lot of fun. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, try to get in it. We'll, we'll meet up on the, on the practice tee. For sure. All right, man. For Thank sure, you man. so much. It was great. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Great talking to you. Thanks, man. Take care. What a great dude. That was so fun. I hope you all learned a lot about golf <laughs> and swag. <laughs> on that one. Oh my goodness. Anyway, all right. You know what time it is. It's time to check the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323 570 4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, um, Rob Lowe. This is Robin Samadhi calling from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And you may have mentioned this on your show before, but what is your go-to karaoke song? Um, have a nice day. Oh, okay. Hang on. Can, um, can you bring me my phone in to the booth? Okay. Robin, I have it on my phone. I, I decided this year because I don't know about you, you get, you, you decide you want to karaoke, you're out, you didn't plan for it. And now the pressure's on. And maybe they have one of those awful books and you're going through all the songs and you don't know what's in your key. And then you default to something you've done a thousand times before. So not that I take it seriously or not, but I, I have it on my phone. So I'm going to open up my notes and I'm going to answer you. Literally. I'm literally going to give you the answer. Okay, hang on. Bear with me. Karaoke. There it is. Karaoke. Now, I'm just warning you, don't judge me. The thing about, I, I think there's a certain thing one needs to be cognizant on of karaoke. You have to know your audience. Nobody wants you to sing, I will always love you from the bodyguard unless you can really sing. Usually it has to be upbeat, but I don't want to sing some hacky thing that 70,000 people have sung. So with that, Werewolves of London, Throwdown, Cracklin' Rosie, Neil Diamond. Notice it's not Sweet Caroline. No, no, that needs to be retired from karaoke. No one should ever sing that song again. It's a great song. I love that song. Enough. Come Monday, Jimmy Buffett. Notice it's not Margaritaville. It's Come Monday. Great song. And Come Monday is as close to taking as a serious song as I think anybody should be allowed to sing. Finns, Jimmy Buffett, Deep Cut, Runaway Train, the 90s song from the 90s. That's a good one. And then I have two deep cut one-hit wonders from my childhood. It Never Rains in California and the song Indiana Wants Me. You've probably never heard of some of them. Look them up. That's my list. Great question. 
thank you for uh, for 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 listening. And and as always, this this show doesn't exist without you guys out there, and it's really appreciated by me. And I love um, being out in the world and having people come up and telling me um, that they're they're listening to literally and uh, warms my heart. So please keep it up and join us next week. We got some really good guests coming up, and next week's a doozy. See you then. I'm literal. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jerron Ferguson. Engineering and mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. <laughs>